Alright everyone, um, quick intro today to um, just say that um, today's topic may be a bit out there for some of you compared to um, what we usually talk about, but um, I'd just like to say um, a big thanks to um, Wintergreen for actually agreeing to come on the podcast, so just for for everyone at the podcast and just for being a human, please, even if you don't agree with what everything he says, don't go out and abuse him. Because it's it's just not needed. Just let him do him. Just don't go out and abuse anyone on the podcast today. All right. Um, cheers, everyone. Please enjoy the pod. Thanks. Would you like a new T-shirt? Yes. Would you like a new mug? Yes. Would you like a new pillowcase? Yes, then please go to BeesKneesTeesUK.com. You can get all your mugs, t-shirts, pillowcases, other customizable goods. You get it all at BeesKneesTeesUK.com. As well as if you go there and use discount code UNTITLEDPOD at checkout, you'll get 5% off. That 5% helps us as a podcast. It helps us do better. As well as that, you're growing their brand, you're growing our brand. You'll love to see it. So please go to BeesKneesTeesUK.com. Use discount code and title product checkout as well. Don't matter where you are, it's international shipping. So, thanks, Business Tees UK again for sponsoring us and enjoy the pod. Alright, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Um, it's going to be an interesting one today. We've uh, got a guest for the first time. First, let me introduce two of the re- what I say regulars. Alright, first off, we've got Michael, he's been on once. Yep. We've got um, Scott McTominay. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. All right, we've got Josh. <laughs> Hi. And we've got a special guest today. We've got Wintergreen. Hi. <laughs> so uh, how's everyone doing? All good, actually. Hot. Very hot. Ooh. Oh, it's raining here, to be fair. It's absolutely chucking it down. It's actually, yeah. Uh... Yeah, the weather here is awful. <laughs> Welcome to England. <laughs> Literally. It's like monsoon season. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, you, you might be wondering, everyone at home, why have you got a random American person on who no one's really too sure who they are? So, um, basically, the old uh, Wintergreen here, he's uh, come on today to talk about it. Do we call it zoosexual or... What what do you actually call it? I refer to myself as zoosexual, yes. Um, there's a few different terms. There's zoophile, you know, a couple of different ones. Some people just use the term zoo. But yes, you're you're right. I, I yeah. refer to myself as zoosexual. All right. So I think we'll go for um, that as you're like, All right. not title, but if you get me to go with. Right. So if I say zoo, I think of like zoos, if you get me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just easier separating the two as well for the listeners. Right. Alright, so, um, I don't really know where to get straight into it. Let me get some of the... Oh, combo yesterday. I've... Alright, that's great. So, um, how long have you, like, felt like... Do you want to give a quick definition of, like, what for you, per se? Um, sure, okay. Like, find some questions. So, a zoosexual is someone that is, um, both romantically and sexually attracted to non-human animals. Um, it's someone who, for example, would see 
let's say a dog or a horse or whatever as the same sort of the same sort of equivalency excuse me that you would with say a human partner a significant other etc etc yeah all right so um for you is it just one uh, specific animal or what would you say for that? For me, yes, it is. Um, I'm what's known as zoo exclusive, which means I'm only attracted to non-humans. And for me in particular, it's canines. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, I know for a lot of people at home, this will be like hard to get their heads wrapped around. But mm-hmm. including for me, to be honest, but I'd, I'm willing to hear you out here. Like, I don't have an issue at all. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate it. So, like, I guess for the people at home, they'll be wondering, like, how long have you actually, like, felt this attraction to canines for? And, like, when's it all started and what, like, set it off? Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I started noticing the sort of romantic slash, pl- slash platonic feelings around the age of eight. Um, I began to sort of see them sexually around 12 when puberty hit, and I actually had my first experience at 13. Thirteen's early. Right. My first experience with anyone was seventeen. Wow. <laughs> what do you mean by experience? Like, what, what um, okay, so but when I use the with... when I use the term experience here, I mean actual sexual interaction with a non-human. Yeah, like what? If you don't mind, okay. it's alright if you don't want to um, answer, of course. All right, so uh, it was with a male canine, and it was essentially um, me being mounted, basically. So. Uh, topped, topped by a pup, basically. If you want to cut it short yeah. and sweet. <laughs> so okay. Without going into too much detail, was that something like you were willing to happen, or did it just kind of like get on top of like how did that all uh, go down? If it you was, can understand. Okay, uh, it was a willing experience. Um, I had you know discovered my body for about a year since twelve, so I knew the basics of the anatomy. I knew how it all worked. I had yeah. parents that bred dogs, so I knew. A little bit about that anatomy too though nothing in great detail because i didn't have access to the net or textbooks or but yeah. um yeah so the i'll give sort of an overview here without going into too many grim details obviously um right. but uh we were actually laying on the floor one night and watching a i was with a, a german shepherd family pet and we were watching a documentary on wolves well I had known for about a year that canines, I was attracted to them. They aroused me and whatnot. Well, uh, quite literally, the Discovery Channel was porn for the both of us in this case. Because by the time (laughs) the mating scene started to play, things started to happen. And he essentially began courting me as he would one of his own. So I'm like, all right, let's see where this goes. (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm a bit taken aback. I I do have a question, Okay. All right. So, um, I'm not, I don't mean it in a disrespectful way, but I do like to learn about people's sort of experiences. So, I'm not, so pedophiles, for example, there are some people who identify as a pedophile from childhood experiences. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Right. I understand. Now, I, have to, I have talked to a few of them. He said, there are certain events that have caused me to be like this way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Was there any specific events? Because I didn't. I don't just imagine myself waking up one day and thinking I'm attracted to animals. Was there a specific event in your life that made you think, "Yes, this is what I want"? 
Um, not that I can recall, actually, no. It just kind of always seemed natural to me. It's always sort of been there. Um, there was never a specific, like, you know, throw of a switch or anything in particular that I can recall yeah. that would have led to it. Could, um, I'm just think, trying to think of links. Sure. Could maybe growing up around seeing dogs being, like, bred, could, do you reckon that could have had any impact at all into thinking, oh, well, if dogs do this, and then in your subconscious, you're thinking? Do you know, that's actually something that myself, there is uh, a zoo ally named Kintsugi that made rounds with me a few times, and there's actually a friend of mine that's going for her PhD in psychology. Um, the three of us have all kind of talked in circle about this, and we actually have come to the conclusion that a lot of the time sexualities can either be, you know, maybe there's some predisposition, like as far as genetics goes, but that it could be just as much of environmental influence as it could be a deep yeah. predisposition. So there is actually some data that might support this. Typically people that experiment with being homosexual early on in life or have some kind of experience like that might be, more predisposed to realize that that's kind of their umbral or subconscious sort of attraction. Mm. Okay. Sure. Uh, makes sense. <laughs> Did your parents know about this? Uh, yeah, I was wondering parents, that. Uh, <laughs> uh, the par parents yeah. never did. Um, there are quite a few yeah. friends of mine, RL, that know. And, mm. you know, surprise, I was actually kind of surprised that apart from a few being shocked, they're actually fine with it. So, oh. I've got very traditional scouts parents. They would have just lumped me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, so again, we did speak about this yesterday. So I know the mm -hmm. answer. But for the people at home, say if a human was to have surgery to look like a dog, I'm guessing that would do nothing. No. Yeah. So it's not like a furry thing. No, for me it's not. Um, there are quite a few what uh, the term zoo fur is thrown around a lot. So if you're dealing with a zoo fur, that's someone that's typically into the furry fandom. They like the anthropomorphic side, but they might also be a zoophile themselves or a zoosexual themselves. Oh. Okay. okay. And the only other like person I know like this is, have you heard of Whitney Miss? Whitney, Wisconsin. I was going to mention uh, that. So, yeah. if you don't mind me going a bit off rail here, that cool. useless piece of slag deserves every <laughs> fucking thing you can get. And yeah, I would yeah. personally punt punt her into a fucking football goal if I had half a chance. Okay, um, I was wondering if she was accepted into the community or not, but clearly. No. no. <laughs> okay, so I know you guys probably know some of her infamy, but um, would you like me to elaborate on some of why I feel this way? Of course. <laughs> okay, go, for it. Go, ahead. go ahead. Okay. So Whitney uh, has made a lot of attention grabbing just based on bestial acts. She's posted mm -hmm. a lot of videos of her doing the whole fake moaning and typical porn set shit with her, you know receiving oral from dogs and you know well it turns out somehow uh this particular thing i shall refer to her as uh managed to get a puppy that was three days old and this does not have a happy ending essentially she made a facebook post talking about how she was going to sue the dog breeder she got the puppy off of and was going to sue Oscar Meyer, the hot dog company, 
because the puppy choked and died on pieces of cut up sausage that she was trying to feed him, saying she was trying to make him evolve faster. She also went on to make the comment that I don't know what's wrong. It feels like his eyes are welded shut. Now, for anyone that knows anything about puppies, they are born blind and blind and deaf for about the first two to three weeks of their lives. And obviously being infantile, they have no way of chewing. They have no easy, easy way of swallowing. They're required to have milk. So essentially she killed a puppy. Um, luckily she was arrested. She was charged with animal cruelty. I'm not sure how much prison time she served. I would have to look, try to look up her records and see, but, uh, she also has had numerous other sexcapades, including getting arrested in a target parking lot for having a sex with a, having sex with a random guy in her car and even was marked as fired and non rehirable at Walmart because she fingered herself in the bathroom and walked around having customers smell her fingers and telling them that it was a new perfume. I have it open. Oh God. I didn't know any I'm of that. I'm in shock. Like, yeah, Same. I, mm, like, uh, well, thanks I, for enlightening us. So the thing about right, was, was like, go on. Uh, the last I heard of her was like years ago in Jackmate's yeah. video on it. Yeah. Where it was just like, it wasn't really clear if she was actually like into it or not. Oh yeah, um, she's or if it she's was just all an app. She's worthless. Um, her and Leafy actually went rounds. There was uh, ships of. Uh, Leafy and Whitney going around oh, whenever God. Leafy is here was still valid. Oh, God. 2017. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, is there any other, like, major cases in, like, the zoo sexual zoo file, like, I'll, I'll call it a community that are, like, similar to hers, which are, like, completely awful and, like, she's blacklisted and everything um, like that? The only other case is I'm actually working right now on Twitter. There's this guy named Alusky um, who changes his story a lot, but he essentially has self-admitted to having sex with over hundreds of dogs and used his business as a dog sitter and dog groomer to have sex with other people's dogs behind their back. Um, This guy, he also has... a immense capacity for insulting other people constantly using his 134 iq which there's no way he has and he doesn't source any of his shit that he claims are facts you know i'm not always the best at that but at least i have an entire pinned thread on my account that people can go read that has some peer-reviewed data and sources in it this guy does Mm -hmm. none of that and he says, well, if the humans don't know, it's no big deal. And it's like, yeah, okay, my family might not have known about myself and my first lover at the time, but there was still a web of trust there. My family knew I wouldn't abuse him. They knew he wasn't mean or aggressive mm-hmm. towards me or would cause problems. So, you know, I'm not violating some kind of web of trust here. He's some rando from the street going to dog sit for people, and they're, you know, they have presumptions of how their companions are going to be cared for or how they're going to be cleaned up and bathed or whatever if they don't have time for. Yeah. 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 So, like, so I'm guessing, like, with each animal in particular, then it is, like, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't use the word pet because I feel like there's more of a relationship than human pet, if you get what I mean. Right. Right. So is it always like your own like does it live with live, I don't know how to explain it. Is it with you at all times or something? Yeah, you know, like is it, I'm not I'm gonna use the word pet, but sure. I don't mean pet. Like is it like your thing, if you get me? So like you don't go around with other people, so you share or what? No, I mean personally I don't I don't think I would share. I mean I think if I had like a long long standing web of trust with someone, I might very well do so. But you know, again, it's not just uh, I'll use the word pimping out. That's not something that I yeah. typically find acceptable, and it's something I see all too much on forums like Zooville, and I've even seen Craigslist ads of people offering sheep and horses and dogs and everything for sexual purposes. So, oh God! <laughs> well, well, you know, you know, they say the Scots wear kilts because a good sheep can hear a zipper a mile away. So, hey, come on. <laughs> come on. I'm, I'm more Scottish than I am English, so that's not. I'm born and bred in Glasgow. What the fuck am I meant to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's the most of life. Oh. Oh, so, um, I guess we'll move on to uh, another question, sure. I guess, people are wondering. So, um, obviously, like, the th- well, the three of us here are obviously, like, like, humans so we'll always have like a specific type of human so like what is your type of dog if you don't mind asking hmm. okay so there's a lot of people that have a lot of different types i have a friend that uh has a soft spot for labradors um for me it's more the wolf types so you know actual wolves yeah. huskies malamutes german shepherds um but i also have a bit of a personal soft spot for like rottweilers the larger pit bull breeds things like that Sort of strong and powerful, yeah. yet still with some grace at the same time. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm guessing it's always like male dogs. For as well. me, yes. Um, I've had sort of passing fantasies and whatnot with females, but nothing really to write home about. So, are you gay? Yeah. Is that is that it? Are you gay in that sense, or yes? Is that my cunt? Yeah. yeah okay. Um. So. Like, do you have, like, romantic relationships with humans, or is it just purely with dogs? Like, like avoiding the sexual side with humans, do you have romantic? Uh, no. No, I'm only, no. I'm ro- both romantic and physical as only canine. Um, hmm. That, you know, I still form my, my social webs, friends, you know, things like that, which oh, yeah, yeah. I still care about, obviously, yeah. but, you know, I'm not, just not romantically or, or sexually inclined towards humans. Okay. So, like, if I don't know how this works, but like, how is like the action? Say, if it's going to be like a sexual thing, how is that like initiated? If you get what I mean. Um. Okay. So this is a bit of a tricky one for some people because just like humans, canines can all be individual. There is sort of a basic set of linguistic signs that they'll show. Mm. Um, initiation for me is always by my partner. Um. But, you know, it typically involves things like, um, for example, a courting behavior would be like nuzzling, licking, attempting to mount. Um, One that my current partner likes to do is he'll take hold of my shoulder in his mouth and try to move me Mm. sort of into the proper position, if you get my drift. Yeah, I get where you're going with that. So, like, 
Oh, I forgot my question. I'm useless. I shouldn't be a podcast host. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> uh, someone else want to ask a question while I think of what I was about to say? <laughs> I don't even do it. Just can't. <laughs> Go on then. One shot. Short time to share. Oh, I was going to say, like, do you guys have, like, little communities of all your zoo file friends? Or, like, <laughs> how do you form those communities? Um... Yeah, how do you find each other? Yeah. Um, it's typically, it's a lot easier through social media sites like Twitter, but there are a couple, there's actually a very good non-porn-focused zoo forum that I am a member of. Um, so a lot of the times it's just about communication. It's about looking for, you know, dare I say, a good old Google search for forums or different avenues of communication that you might be able to find like minds. Um because of how a lot of the legal status is, is here in the United States, though, it's very hard to actually have physical communities. Um, even if they're yeah. non-sexual, it's very hard to sort of be open about it because some states actually have um, laws even prohibiting sort of discussion and whatnot in public place because they think it's like promotion of bestiality and animal abuse and so hmm. there are still a few legal states and if in the next few years if we can manage to get enough people that are brave enough to come out and actually get some funds and everything we might try to do some public education runs and you know try to sort of open up the idea of like non-human autonomy to people and things like sexual autonomy and what have you and whatnot but that's quite a ways off in the future and so, like, is it legal in your state? Mm, maybe, may not be. I won't say my state. I will say yes for yeah, now. Okay. So. Okay, that's fine. All right. So, like, I don't know how this will actually go down, but I know a lot of the listeners will be wondering, how do you know, like, the dog is consenting? If you can give, like, a shortened version of that. All right. right. Um, yeah. So... I will kind of use the short and simple and possibly kind of layman answer here. If any one of your listeners has ever seen dogs mate, those signs work either direction. Those are very good indicators because that's part of their language for displaying things like consent, whether they like something, whether they don't like something. Um, I've told you a few signs for males uh, just a minute ago. Mm. For females, it can be things like tail flagging, which is where they'll raise a tail up into the side it can be things like a squat where they'll lower their back their back end a little bit and sort of splay apart um hip and pelvic thrusting can be one sort of whining circling and nuzzling things like that are pretty general indicators so on and so forth and some mm-hmm. of those even kind of apply to males as well all right so i'll oh, remember a question now so like speaking of consent say if like your partner is like ready and he's he's grabbing your shoulder he's you know trying to get you in yeah. the mood but you're not ready will you then also just not take part in it if you're not ready as well or is it always when the dog wants uh, to i will t- i will refuse and i have a few times before like you know nights really tired long day etc etc and then it's kind of the same way if he would show his refusal i'll just like gently push him away tell him you know no not now you know we'll we'll sleep on it and then maybe the next day and he's like fully understanding of everything mm-hmm. then in that sense. Yes. He, I mean, sometimes he's very persistent as, you know, some canines <laughs> can be anybody who's owned a dog, even non-sexually when they want to do something, yeah. you know, they can be very persistent and very nagging. But if you can just, 
you know, in my case, what I do is I'll calm him down. We'll give some pets. We'll cuddle on the bed, you know, yeah. different things like that to settle him in and be like, hey, it's okay. You know, we can do this later. We can do this tomorrow. But right now is not a good time. So, like, with that, so um, so we'll go, like, non-sexual stuff. Like, what activities do you do with your, like, canine? Do you, do you sleep in the same bed? Do you eat the same foods, et cetera? Um, as far as foods, obviously, I get him very, very expensive and well-balanced you know, canine specific food, but I'll share healthy things with him, fruits, vegetables that are non-toxic, bit of meat occasionally. Um, we go on nature walks a lot. I'm pretty big into outdoors. I love going on woodland hikes and things like that. So, you know, we do that kind of stuff. We go out, we play ball, just your typical sit, watch some YouTube or something on the PC, lay in bed together, the typical stuff, you know. Yeah. And he's like fully attentive to everything like that. Like he loves it. Oh yeah, absolutely. The best way I can put the best way I can put sort of a zoo relationship or zoo sexual relationships like this. There's not really a whole lot that difference that differs from sort of a standard bond that any proper, well-rounded sort of pet owner, for lack of a better term, would have. There's just a bonus. Mm. I mean, man's best friend. You know what they say? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Or maybe more in some cases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, like, do, I'm just trying to get into the like how dogs sing now because from the age of two, I was petrified of dogs until I was like sixteen. Oh, wow! So, yeah, I got uh, basically when I was two, I was just in the park and these two massive dogs chased after me, like trying to bite me and everything. Oh, sorry so, like, to hear that. That scarred me for right. Like, 14 years i'm all right now though with dogs so like does he have like does he have like a fit what what is your um, dog's name if you don't mind me uh, his name... or do you want me to call him dog or husband or <laughs> I, partner I can, or what? I can tell i can tell his name his name's loki <laughs> any uh, reason for that or just so like i came he came into my life as a puppy there was a local grew or a local few people i knew that had some pups i don't exactly know whether it was an accident or not but i'm like sure i'll adopt one out um well, I named him Loki because I've had a lot of experience with German Shepherds over the years. I met my first one when I was, I think, five or six. Um, yeah. And I knew that they were very mischievous, especially as puppies. So we went with the Norse god, Loki, god of mischief. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so if you've got one part, I'll go with partner. Uh, so if you've got one partner, I'm guessing you don't like cheat on that one with other dogs if that makes sense or you want to have multiple on the go at once? um obviously or... not the so i'll give just a quick bit of background here you don't necessarily want to if you've got a lot of people into the kinky side they're like oh, i want like three dogs to be all surrounding me at one time <laughs> it's like no you can't really do that because you risk males having competition arguments for you know mating rights and whatnot um so I personally, I don't really sleep around in my, so to give a bit of background, my first experience was at 13. I'm 32 now. I've only had two partners, both canine. So I don't really necessarily sleep around a lot. And because of the more sort of country environment I live in, I've seen a lot of strays. There have been ample opportunities for me. But for me personally, it just didn't feel right. Just sort of as a pump and dump, you know. That's not really my style. Um, I am okay with multiple partner activities, but 
everybody has to know each other first. You know, there has to be some yeah. there has to be some level of understanding. It can't just be high random stray dog, nice paws, wanna fuck. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. Right. So like obviously like straight away I'll admit to it. I wasn't I was like, whoa, what's this? And like, I realized actually you're a human too, so I can't just be like abusing people. Do you get a lot of abuse online? Then I'm oh guessing? yeah. Um, if you go look at my Twitter at any point in time, there's usually <laughs> going to be some very argumentative posts. Um, I typically call out the worst ones to show yeah. how people really think that their sort of self-righteousness overrides anything else. Um, because I remember when you approached me, you're like, all right, you know, I need to start asking questions. I need to stop being so aggressive. And, you know, I appreciate that because, you know, you're not going to learn about something you don't understand if you don't ask questions. See, the way I see it is like, all right, so you've got the Black Lives Matter movement. I think everyone here is behind that, obviously. But then you'll obviously have the people who are resistant to change. They'll be like shouting, all lives matter. They'll be just going at them. And instead of like educating themselves, they'll just immediately say it's wrong and which isn't right and obviously that's been shown through history of this stuff so they always think it's best to even if you don't agree with the topic it's always best to educate yourself on absolutely first, just so you can understand each angle yeah it's the whole uh we get a lot of the we call them antis um essentially there and the reason we shorten it is because typically anti-zoo anti-map anti-necro all rolled into one the anti-zoo files can be particularly vicious um it's sort of the game they play of fingers in the ears and going, I can't hear you, you know, no matter how many times you explain, no matter how many sources you show them. I've had people show me sources from places like the HSUS and all kinds of other organizations, but they talk and the sources do make good reference to abuse cases, but the sources also fail to point out how many of these cases are specifically abusive, how many are just power struggles, how many are just people looking to, for lack of a better term, get their rocks off, etc., versus how many are actually genuine relationships. You know, um, There's yeah. a very big data discrepancy for things like this because – you know, they see these like stopanimalsexualassault.org and all this other stuff, and it only focuses on the abuse, but not what percentage or degree is abusive. Yeah. And um, sorry, there you mentioned uh, necro as in dead so ne- people. Necro is necro is short for necrophile. I don't have anything to do yeah. personally. I'll say this as a disclaimer right now. I do not have anything to do with the map slash pedophile or necrophile movements at okay. all. I stay completely all right. clear of that because they don't pertain to me. I have my own causes and struggles to deal with without taking more on board. So, yeah, because okay. um, yeah, that seems like a whole different ball game. It is. Regarding yeah, they, consent. they seem different things. Right. It's, it's very different in terms of consent, in terms of context, in terms of you know, pretty much every situation that you could think of, it's entirely different. Okay. Yeah. I was sorry. You just pulled it all onto one there. I wanted to make sure I was not messing something. No, you weren't. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's best for like listeners. So. <laughs> right. So, like, in the next, like, say, five years, where do you see the um, whole zoo community moving towards? Would you say, or where would you like them to be? Okay. Where would I like us to be? I would like us to 
be able to have an opportunity to try to educate the public, to contact more researchers, which I have actually recently been in contact with a researcher from the Northwestern University that's done an anonymous survey and study to collect data. Um, I would love to see more of that. And more importantly, not trying to be morally imposing here, but I would love to see our own community inside of itself gain a lot more in the way of ethics and boundaries and guidelines over what is acceptable and what is not. Um, yeah. And to give you an, a bit of an insight on that, I don't support bestiality sites at all. Um, there are mm. some sites, another, a, a very infamous one is a site called ZooX18. Uh, hmm. I've seen videos scattered across that side of people having sex with animal corpses. So um, I don't think anything like that should be permitted. I don't think anything like that should be accepted. And I don't think the actions of people like Alusky or Whitney, Wisconsin should be accepted in the community either, because that's going to make it even harder for us to relate to the general public when you have people doing extremely questionable, harmful or perceived deviant acts. Yeah, that makes so you want to police yourself then just I think we it. do need to do a bit of policing of ourselves and try to mm. I mean I'm guilty I'm not gonna lie right now I've posted a few um, risque images on my Twitter profile <laughs> um, <laughs> no bestiality but a few genital images uh, however you know that's a little bit different than posting outright bestiality and definitely a hell of a lot different than posting outright abuse so I'm not yeah. going to. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm not. I'm not going to be the one collecting the evidence for the. <laughs> <laughs> Secretly goes onto account, downloads every image. Got it. Um... <laughs> Should ask for some questions. No one's uh, just. Yeah. We got half an hour still. Um, anyone got any more questions? Just while I'm trying to get more. Yeah, go on. You know um, what? So. The way you mentioned about education and expanding, do you view yourself in the same light of struggle with those in the LGBTQ plus community, or do you differ yourselves from that? Like, do you view yourselves as sort of oppressed and silenced, or is it different for you? Okay, so that's a very good question. I personally think a lot of our arguments have shared parallel with the LGBT community. I myself, I don't think we should necessarily be a part of their community because a lot of their issues revolve around human civil rights. Um, hmm. Our sort of movement revolves not necessarily about our human rights to quote unquote shag dogs, hmm. but more <laughs> around the respect and autonomy of our partner's rights. Because you guys know how everyone treats animals in lar by by and large in society either you know yeah. as property as you know kind of these lesser dumb you know not necessarily loving not necessarily intelligent creatures and that's something that our movement in my opinion hopes to change but the same sort of air of oppression and everything is still there that is around the lgbt plus you know but um I have actually seen a lot of paralleled arguments, everything from mental disorder to it's wrong to you need therapy to it's against the law. And 
just a touch on the therapy thing for your listeners in case they're curious about it. So a lot of people will say you need a professional. Well, at least in America, one of the reference materials we use as psychological professionals is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. The latest volume is volume five. It was published in 2015. So there is only one specific mention of zoophilia under the section on paraphilias and paraphilic disorders, and that's on page 705. Um, It states that you are not considered, even if you have a paraphilia or, you know, abnormal sexual attraction, you are not considered to be mentally disordered unless distress, impairment, or lack of function is present. And even then, like, let's say you go into a depre- you're a therapist, you're depressed because you're a zoophile. They won't treat your attraction. They won't try to give you drugs or anything to make it go away. They will merely try to help you treat the depression itself. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, to me, that seems fair because I don't think any sort of therapist or, well, for example, my current partner is studying to become a psychologist. Um, Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. And I don't think in anything that she's mentioned, she's never mentioned. In a non disrespectful way, people like you or you know, people who have other other sort of issues like that. She just wants to help a certain majority because that's what that's right. What their their job, job is more to, to help, help people give good coping skills, to help give their their ego an uplift, give them self esteem, to help them pull them out of a rut. Um, yeah. There are some psychologists. Uh, this friend I mentioned, uh, she's from Australia. She's actually going to write her doctoral thesis specifically on paraphilias and being a paraphilic psychologist. So that could be quite interesting to see in a few years, I think. Do you think this is something that, like, maybe for 40, 50 years down the line, people look at the people that sort of shamed you now as the bad guy? Honestly, as conceited as it sounds, I kind of hope so. You know, I hope that we can make enough strides in animal linguistics and behavior. I hope we can make enough strides in animal science. Um, I hope we can make enough progress as a society and as humans all around to understand that, you know, oppression has many forms and try to move past it. And, you know, in my opinion, realize that the other species on this planet are just can be just as intelligent. It's just in different areas, if that makes sense. So, for you being in that community, um, I don't want this question to come off in, like, the wrong way. What's the, like, most out-there, like, animal you've ever heard of someone being in a a relationship with, would you say? Relationship. Okay. So, there's a lot of... There's a lot of attractions and hypotheticals, including snakes, birds, fish. Um, Those are all impossible for anatomical reasons. Um, They differ from... they differ from mammalian anatomy well, far too much to be compatible. Um, yeah. But probably one of the more out there ones I know of, um, a person with a lion, um, a person that had a wild male dolphin as a partner. Um, well, I just, how, would, how would a dolphin work, if you don't mind me asking? Okay. That's just thrown me. They Wait, have... aren't, dolph- <laughs> huh? aren't dolphins the only ones that, other yeah. than humans that dolphin. can enjoy it? 
Uh, no. Something. Uh, that's that's a bit of a misnomer. Um, but so you asked uh, Travis how dolphins yeah. work, right? Okay. So they have the same anatomy, basically that we do. It's just shaped a little bit differently. The uh, most difficult problem. The guy I knew that had the dolphin mm. partner was a male, and his part his dolphin partner was male. Um, the most difficult part of that, um, as cliche as this sounds, is to be able to allow him to mate without drowning. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a few logistical problems with that one, because dolphins usually mate in kind of deep water, and there's a lot of weird maneuvering that has to occur, and so... It can be I've got some mental thoughts going on right now of someone yeah, in full stupid gear underwater with a dolphin on them. You're not. You're not. So what do you, so what do you find this gear for? <laughs> no, you're not. You're, you're not, not wrong know. about that one, Travis. Oh, That's no. actually something I've heard of him doing. This was many years ago, back in the days of IRC, and you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to bust guys, but have a good recording. Right. See you around, man. See, see you, Josh. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, it's just the thought of a dolphin. That's that's made my day. <laughs> All right, sorry. Let me let you carry on. Uh, yeah, it's not as different as you would think, but there's just some logistical problems there. Um, um. All right. So I've had again. Obviously, with this topic, you're going to get a lot of like. Both questions on Twitter, if you know what I mean. Like, sure. people just yeah. not understanding. I just hope you guys don't get the shit bashed out of you for having me on, especially once they realize whose Twitter it is that you found me through. <laughs> oh, they, they, they won't do it, sir. All, right. <laughs> All right. So, here's one question that's like interested me that I think is okay to ask. So, do you get people obviously like being sexually attracted to animals? Would they also like say, like, without this becoming across as offensive, like, masturbate over, like, pictures of, like, the animals or whatnot, or is that considered, like, taboo in the um, zoosexual community? I wouldn't say that's taboo. I mean, um, you know, everybody sort of has their ideals of porn. I mean, I've seen people masturbate to the Eiffel Tower, for fuck's sake. Um, so right, now I'm interested in that. I, <laughs> turns out Travis has a new fetish today, boys and girls. Um, yes. Uh, but, <laughs> not but, the Eiffel no. Tower, Old Trafford. Oh, God. Um, but, <laughs> uh, no, though, in, in all seriousness, no, like, p- pictures, I mean, even, like, shots of, I've seen people who get aroused over shots of, like, an animal yawning, or their mouth, or their genitals, or paws, or, you know, it's not really, that's not really something that's necessarily viewed as taboo or a problem, because, yeah. you know, after all, it's just an image. You're not purposely putting a non-human in a precarious predicament for something like that yeah so um another question along the same lines if you've been watching like tv or movies or something and saw a dog and thought oh that that's an attractive dog yes i have (laughs) Uh, all right what dog no no, i'm interested (laughs) i want to watch this um (laughs) there was a a few years ago there was an axe body spray commercial that had a great dane a big brindle great dane and I couldn't tell male or female, but I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe. We'll have to hook up later. We'll have to swap numbers, <laughs> see where this goes, you know? Oh, I'm so glad you said that and not, like, Marley and me or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Marley>. no. Lassie? <laughs> no. Um, oh, no. What are the famous dogs are there? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> well, you know, obviously you've got like Lassie or in Tintin, you know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've heard of people kind of, you know, I, there's been a few I've knew that kind of had the hots for Lassie, but it was, you know, people that had the hots for Border Collies anyway. So. Yeah. I mean, you got the movie Bolt, the uh, animated one. Yeah, Bolt, Balto. Yeah. That's another big one. Oh, no. <laughs> the rest of them are like too British for you to understand, so I can't throw those references out there. <laughs> The Cliff of the Big Red Dog, the one I said, of course. Oh, <laughs> Sorry no. about that, by the way. <laughs> Someone imagining Clifford the Big Red Dog's Big Red Rocket, anyway. Oh, no. Hashtag ruin childhood, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh, next she'll come on to pe- tell me people have telly to be fetishes. Oh. I'm sorry, Travis. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you wrote that that my exists. mind. Oh, wait, what? Yes. Yeah. I They were involved in, like, porn or something, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the actors and... Uh, have you ever... Have you guys ever heard of the, the whole trope of the rules of the internet? In uh, per- no, go on. In particular, there's one that says Rule 34, which basically okay. states, if it exists, there is porn of it. Yeah, I've seen some quite interesting images of, like, Family Guy and Pokemon. Pokemon, oh. the main one, of Snorlax yep. getting it. Ugh. Oh, no. <laughs> well, there goes my sleep for the night. Ugh. And then it was like Snorlax and a ditto. And, yep. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so bad. I'll just stick to the woman. Nah, trust you. As soon as you get to Snorlax, it's game over. <laughs> yep. Arcanine, so... Ninetales, that's one thing. When you hit oh, Snorlax, no. it's not Arcanine. <laughs> <laughs> Same women and Katara from Avatar. Oh no! <laughs> I have a trusted to oh, women. <laughs> so I'm guessing both of you have some very interesting and questionable images on your hard drives. I take it. Oh, honestly, Appa from Avatar: The Last Airbender, or hmm. butter him up. <laughs> oh, so um. Alright, I'm interested now. So, like, what are the, like, weirdest fetishes you've, like, heard of and whatnot? Because I'm interested fully. Um, I might have to get more people on. Alright, so, as far as fetishes, I'll give you some of the outside ones and then some of the intra-community ones. Um, So, probably some of the weirdest outside Mm. thing would be these group of people known as the planies that have, like, sexual attractions to airplanes and... I would say mechanophilia is probably one of the more interesting oh, ones. no. I wouldn't um, want to be around them when they're watching Transformers. That'd be a sticky situation. <laughs> yeah, in more ways than, in more ways than one. <laughs> Bumblebee, stop lubricating the man. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, that... Um, I have actually seen guides for people on how to have sex with a car. Um, well, would you not just, like, exhaust pipe? Sorry. Pretty much, but there's like a whole thing about how if your dick don't fit, you can make it fit, and like there's a fucking oh no, oh, it's no. tragic, it's grim. Um, so that one, uh, dendrophilia is another one, which is attraction to plants. Um, obviously, oh, imagine a Venus flytrap that'd kill. Um, seen people with carrots, cucumbers, you name it. Um, I have really seen... put a Fanta bottle up there. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, I've actually seen video of a guy fucking a watermelon. So you know, uh, 
Oh. Yeah, one guy, one jar. One jar. That yeah. that like masochistic shit is just grim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's another zoo uh, that's actually former anti that I speak with a lot, and she told me about a guy that actually dildoed himself with a cactus. Um, oh, imagine playing Minecraft one day and thinking, "Yeah, I want to do that." <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, as far as in community sort of things um there's a lot of people that kind of have a thing for being bitten um scat water sports the typical um pregnancy um see i've seen guys that have fetishes for nursing on cattle um hooves is an interesting one um i myself have a bit of a thing for like tongues and paws like paw pads Mm. but um yeah, I can't really think of like anything that's too extreme in the community that isn't just like kind of a normal fetish thing. Yeah. Of course, so, we we don't like, you know, tolerate or promote anything like BDSM or, you know, bondage, none of that. Yeah, I was going to get into that as my next question, being like so it's like <laughs> so if someone in the zoophile community starts like animal abuse in any way shape or form are they like completely outridden or do, is does that still going quite a bit? There are some cases where we've had rather notorious um, associations. Uh, <clears throat> people have tried to call people like Kiro the Wolf and Snake Thing zoophiles. And, hmm. you know, um, I had at one point spoken to Kiro very briefly. I never got a chance to ask him why he was in that group that he was in. But, um, you know, he did admit basically to being zoo. Um yeah, there's there is people that do commit some pretty abusive acts, and we try to, or I at least, and a lot of my close circle in the community have been trying to sort of get rid of them, oust them, you know, tell people about them. But in the United States, especially in a lot of countries, like in your guys' country, for example, it's completely illegal on a federal level. Yeah. So it's very hard for us as zoos to come out and tell authorities about these things because we risk the authorities now trying to, you know, backstab and go after us. Yeah. Because we're seen as the same tier, even though there's quite a bit of difference there. Yeah. And again, obviously, like, our audience is, like, 90% UK. So right. when they hear, like, zoo, obviously, it's illegal here, so they'll jump straight to like abuse obviously because it's sure. different hair if you have i mean even if kind i'm of, guessing yeah it's kind of the, yeah. it's kind of a stereotype a lot of i actually had an yeah. anti the other day <laughs> tried to tell me that zoophilia and zoo sadism were the same thing which they're not um zoo sadism doesn't even have to be sexual it's essentially just attraction or the uh, thrill of the idea of seeing an animal in horrible amounts of pain Ugh. so um I think I've got I've got two or three more questions for I'll have to dip anyway. Sure. So, so um, obviously I'm just going to relate this not to flat earthers in the same concept, but obviously they had like major leading figures like pushing their like movement forward. So does the zoo community have like a similar like main figure like charging you all, or is it all like more like on an individual level? It's a little bit of a conglomerate, kind of slightly more individual, but um, as far as scientific researchers, we have sort of approval, at least loosely, from people like Peter Singer, um, who is a professor in ethology. You have people like Hani Maletsky, who is a PhD in psychology, which specializes in sexuality. Um, 
I actually recently pulled up an article or a paper from Neil Levy in the Journal of Social Philosophy. So we do have some figurehead support, and then there's also other sort of conglomerate studies like the STSR, which stands for uh, Sniff Test for Canine Self-Recognition. It's basically, you guys have heard of the mirror test to determine yeah. intelligence, right? Yeah. So this is like the concept of the mirror test, but instead of sight, it's based on scent. Um, mm. Because canines are dichromatic, meaning they only see shades of greens and blues. They're basically, or yellows and blues, rather. They're red-green colorblind, and they don't have nearly as many rods in their retina. Yeah. So they don't sense... Like, their vision's always kind of constantly hazy, even if there's nothing wrong with their eyes. So it would stand to reason that mm. a creature that generally has poor eyesight, you can't use an eyesight-based test to test for self-awareness or cognition. Alright. Um, Mike, do you have any more questions before I get on to my last two? Yes. Um, so... I, I, so, uh, how do I say this? Dog years differ to human years, don't they? I think it's seven uh, years. That's for actually one a misnomer. Human, so, well, well, whatever it is, the main question is: What is the age of which it's okay to start getting sexual with a dog? For example, so in the UK, it's sixteen. You have to be sixteen years old to have sex. What would you what would you wait for the dog? Okay, like, so what, this is a bit age? tricky. It's a bit individual, but I'll give an overall guideline here. Um, dogs are still kind of going through puberty, but are sexually active and mature around one year. It's typically best if you can wait around two years. But my current mm -hmm. partner, he sought out activity and was very persistent at about the age of ten months. Mm -hmm. So. Some mature faster than others. It's just a matter of looking for the signs, making sure you tread very carefully or not at all until you are very sure that they are matured and ready. But the right, general well, consensus is roughly mm -hmm. two years. All right. Well, um, I was going to ask you a few more questions, but um, I'm afraid I'm going to have to wrap up there. Um, do you have anything to plug before we go? Uh, you can check out my Twitter at notwintergreen. K-N-Z-O-T-W-I-N-T-E-R-G-R-E-E-N. And I think that's about all I can safely plug without risking people flooding message boards and whatnot. So. All right. Michael, you got anything? Yeah. Oh, are we done? Uh, yes. I just want oh, to say that we are going to be for the 4-0. 4-0. 4-0. Greatest yes. title defense you'll ever see. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, cheers, everyone. Right, guys. Right. Thanks, Thanks for having coming on. on. I appreciate it. Good. No worries. All right, see you. See you around. Take care.